What is going on, everybody? It is the two Dogman interns, Jack McCauley and Luke Munger, here previewing the Dogs matchup this Saturday against Conference Foe, Arizona. Luke, how we doing, man? Doing great. Um, feeling good with the Dogs coming off uh, with a win in their season debut and i'm uh excited to see him play again this saturday how are you doing jack dude i'm doing good too you know just watched the draft uh just saw stewie go 16th uh to detroit and then mcdaniels 28th to uh minnesota playing Jalen noel so been hey. an exciting night big week for the dogs though uh nevertheless huskies just come off a, a win against oregon state at home pushing the record to one and oh uh, I think we started off there. Luke, was there a couple things uh, that you noticed from that game that you uh, were surprised about, thought that went well, something that went bad? Yeah, you know, I, I thought overall, um, I don't I, like, I think I'm taking away mostly positives from Washington's debut of the 2020 season. Um, obviously, 27-21 is not a score I would have felt, I guess, comfortable with. Um, going into Saturday, I mean, obviously you take a win anyway, you get it. I thought it would be a little more one-sided than it was. Um, however, if you consider the fact Washington forfeited a touchdown on a bad snap, uh, and then on top of that had a couple of balls that Jimmy Lake believed should have been caught in the end zone that were dropped. One of which led also to a missed field goal. There were points left on the board. There were points given away uh, and the Huskies still walk away with a victory. Um, I think anytime that an offense runs the ball for over five yards a carry, um, that you, you should expect good things. So, you know, it wasn't perfect, uh, but I think that it's a good foundation for the Huskies to build on going into their next matchup. Jack, how about yourself? Yeah, you know, like you said, Huskies ran for over five yards a carry. As Jimmy Lake pointed out in his uh, press conference, run the damn ball. Uh, yes, yeah, and so, I mean, I, I, I think there was – a lot, like you said, a lot of points left on the board, especially from like drop balls, wide receivers in the end zone. But I think overall, I think they executed their game plan really well. Um, you know, they really wanted to just attack a smaller Oregon State uh, defensive front, and I think they did that great. Yeah, I was I was honestly shocked seeing Kamari Pleasant roll out there with the number ones um, at the beginning, but I thought he looked real good. Um, McGrew obviously yes. was fantastic, um, and de- then defensively, I thought they really shut down um for the most part Jefferson you knew they were going to kind of go there all night long but I thought they I thought they I thought they did a good job shutting him down and then obviously keeping making Gebby make throws when they had to and obviously we saw what happened when he did try and throw a lot of errant balls uh threw one at the end uh for an interception from Asa Turner and then obviously got stressed out in the pocket and ended up having two fumbles um so yeah I think overall I think it was a I think it was a good win. Obviously, not super clean, but it's what you expect from not playing football for almost more than a year. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I think, um, as you said, all things considered, positive things for the Huskies heading forward into 2020. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll get started here. We switched it up a little this week. I decided to take a look at Arizona's offense, so we can start from there. Uh, Arizona coming off of their first game of the season as well. It was a 34-30 loss to USC. Uh, Grant Gannell, the starting quarterback, marched Arizona down the field to score a touchdown with less than two minutes to play. Uh, I was watching that game. I thought at the time that was going to be enough to get it done. Uh, However, Arizona's defense was not able to hold on to that uh, that lead in the final two minutes. 
nevertheless, uh, just kind of going through this offense, Arizona in their depth chart, they list three starting receivers, a tight end and a running back. Uh, but they spent over half of their game against USC in four wide looks. They actually had five receivers that played in more snaps than their starting tight end, and they only played one tight end. So this is a group that's going to be four wide the majority of the game. Um, but what they want to do first is still run the ball, uh, and they have a really good running back in Gary Brightwell that takes the majority of their load. Uh, Gary is a 6'1", 218-pound senior running back. He had over 110 yards on 21 carries for Arizona uh, against a, a solid Trojan team that was 1-0 and heading into that one. He is, the, the way that I described him in the preview that you guys should be able to read on dogman.com is he is a nimble freight train. Um, he's enormous, really hard to bring down, but he also can make people miss. Um, and, and behind him, Michael Wiley uh, is a, another 200-plus pound running back. Um, you saw that B.J. Baylor for Oregon State was able to get some stuff done against the Dogs. Um, so I wonder if Arizona will continue to try to run the ball at Washington. Uh, and if they do, I expect that they'll also get Michael Wiley involved a little bit in the backfield. Um, they also have, Arizona has a pretty big offensive line. That's another thing that stood out bigger than Oregon state for sure. They have four guys weighing in at 310 plus pounds. The only guy that doesn't is their center, uh, Josh McCauley, not to be confused with Jack McCauley. Uh, he's 6'4", about 290 pounds. He's kind of like the Luke Wattenberg of this defense. He actually was a walk-on originally, but he's a, a third-year starter for Arizona. Um, so, yeah, a, a solid offensive line for Gary Brightwell to run behind. Uh, and then Grant Gannell has a pretty solid list of receivers he can throw the ball to. Um, they were headlined in their opener against USC by Stanley Berryhill. Uh, Stanley Berryhill, he reminds me, honestly, a little bit of kind of like a Jadon Mickens or Aaron Fuller type receiver, uh, kind of a slot guy. He's speedy. They're looking to get it to him in space, whether that's a screen, a drag, something like that, and, and letting him make people miss. He also can kind of take the top off a of defense and get deep. Um, but yes, he, he's the guy who saw the most targets, and he finished with eight receptions. Uh, Tavion Cunningham, another guy that lines up in the slot a lot, had over 100 yards, but 75 of which came on a touchdown bomb from Grant Gannell. But he's another speedster to consider. Jamari Joyner is a slot receiver to look out for um, at 6'1", 214 pounds. He's kind of a big guy, uh, but he's got some speed, can make people miss. He had a 34-yard touchdown that he caught about one yard beyond the line of scrimmage and then took it the rest of the way himself, uh, just kind of beating a USC defender to the edge. So another speedster there. Uh, and then Booby Curry and Majan Wright are the other two guys that played quite a bit for Arizona. Those guys, both about 6'2", 6'3", um, only had uh, a, a combined total of three catches for 26 yards, but just by their size alone will warrant some attention from the dogs. Uh, and then you look at Grant Gannell himself. This is a guy that is 6'6", 230 pounds. Uh, Arizona clearly trusts him to let it rip. They let him take a, a big shot downfield to Tavion Cunningham. Uh, he, other, I guess he had other opportunities downfield as well. Um, he made one bad throw early. He threw a pick where he just clean overthrew someone on the first drive of the game. But after the nerves settled, I thought he played extremely well. Um, he, he makes a lot of good decisions. Uh, when things aren't open downfield, he's capable of beating you with his legs. He's a big, tough runner. Uh, and then the last thing that I'll say about Arizona's offense. So Gannell was able to rack up 286 yards on 36 attempts. 
Uh, however, if you factor in a 75-yard bomb to Tavion Cunningham and then a 34-yard touchdown uh, then to Jamari Joyner, if you take those two throws away, Arizona averaged 5.2 yards per attempt throwing the ball. And obviously, Arizona deserves credit for creating explosive plays in the passing game, and I'm not trying to discredit them for that. But the only reason I'm bringing it up is Washington is like extremely stingy on giving up big plays. That's just not something that the Huskies do. So I'll be curious to see if the Huskies are able to keep things in front of them um, and make Arizona, I guess, earn it a little more. However, they have the running back that they need to kind of keep the chains moving at all time. I just think it'll be interesting to see if the Huskies are able to kind of neutralize that passing attack and keep things in front of them uh, because Arizona does have speed to burn out wide. Uh, That's a bit, uh, that's basically, I guess, the summary that I uh, kind of outlined in the game preview. Yeah, um, I was actually curious because uh, we saw that if you watch the USC game, obviously that Tavion Cunningham bomb was a focal point in the game, and they also just they also tried to take some shots downfield. And like you said, you know, I think you really uh, covered that well, just saying that uh, Washington doesn't give up big plays at all. They're one of like the top S- F- top teams in the FBS in the last like five six years to. Uh, do so. So I was wondering, do you think that someone's going to try uh, this Washington secondary? Cause you know, they do like to, they do trust Gannell and letting him rip, rip a couple downfield. So do you think that uh, they're going to, they're going to try and get over the top of this Washington defense? You know, I, I think that they will try obviously a couple of times. I, I don't think it's something that they'll try often. My guess would just be, especially after what the Huskies put on film um, against Oregon state, I wouldn't be surprised if they ran the ball 40 plus times um, and just really tried to, uh, I don't know, take advantage of the Huskies in that way, make the Huskies prove that they can stop the run. And then every once in a while, take a shot downfield. But I think the Huskies, you know, you look at Trent McDuffie, Keith Taylor, uh, Elijah Molden, Kyler Gordon, Alex Cook, Asa Turner, Cam Williams, like I, I can go on. Uh, that's not an easy group to throw over or get over the top of. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they they tried, but I, I don't necessarily see that as a winning formula for Arizona. Um, I think if they're able to run the ball effectively and you see a lot of second and shorts, they, they might do play action and see if they can't sneak something deep uh, and then bank on running the ball for a first down on third down. Um, but yeah, I, I, so to answer your question, I, I don't think it'll be I guess a focal point of the offense, but I think they'll probably mix in a couple of deep shots every once in a while. And then, uh, like you pointed out, you know, a lot of their work's going to be done with Gary Brightwell, uh, the tailback there, um, who had a really good game against the Trojans, averaging over five yards a carry. Do you think we're going to expect something similar to uh, what we saw against Oregon State, where there's a lot of uh, Jamar Jamar Jefferson? You know, that's how they gained a bulk of their yards. That's how they kept the chains moving and uh, sprinkle in. Uh, Michael Wiley as well as I think Grant Gannell also could be a big factor on the ground as well scrambling for some uh, first down so what do you think what do you think uh, we'll see from this run game do you think they're going to try and attack uh, a younger Husky linebacker group early Um, or do you think they're just going to be be aggressive but like and also like you said big physical offensive line should play to their advantage yeah I I really think Arizona is going to do what they can to dominate this game on the ground like you said Gary Brightwell uh, and then they have Michael Wiley, another big back for them. And then Grant Gannell is another guy that can tuck it and run himself. Um, so, yeah, I think the Huskies, you saw kind of in the second half, like specifically on the first drive, 
um, of the second half. Trent McDuffie came on a corner crash and ended up stopping Jamar Jefferson for just a gain of one. Um, and the Huskies were able to force a punt there. I wouldn't be surprised if the Huskies try to scheme their way around Gary Brightwell, um, maybe send some more pressure from the likes of Alex Cook and Asa Turner, uh, and, and just try to get more bodies in the backfield. The one thing that's challenging is Arizona really spreads the ball out. Um, and, and what this will do is it'll basically isolate Washington's guys in the trenches versus Arizona's guys in the trenches, right? And you don't have the guys like Elijah Molden or maybe Asa Turner necessarily in the mix there because Arizona's using all, what, 52 and a half, 53 yards uh, wide of the field. Uh, so that's something that I think will be a challenge for the Huskies, and, and I'm curious to see how Jimmy Lake is going to scheme his way around it. Yeah, for sure. Um, tight end, do they have anybody at tight end that you think could uh, pose a big threat? Yeah, so the guy that played for them at tight end uh, against USC was Bryce Wolma. Uh, and Bryce Wolma, honestly, he, he wasn't much of a factor against USC. He had one reception for uh, three yards. You know, and uh, he only played in, I, I think I saw he played in 30 snaps of Arizona's 80 offensive snaps. Um, he's 6'4", 239 pounds. I mean, I think he's a guy that, uh, that, that they might bring into the game every once in a while to uh, be an additional blocker if they need to run the ball in third and short. Uh, but from what I saw against USC, uh, he's not a guy that's, uh, I guess, a, a threat to have a Hunter Bryant kind of a game where he might uh yeah i don't know but like burst off for five receptions and 80 yards yeah so we talked about kind of uh what arizona has to do on the ground uh, in order to you know beat the huskies but i mean I, I guess outside of brightwell is there an x factor that you'd say on this team that if this guy really gets going it's going to be tough for the for the for the huskies to come out with a win yeah, that's a good question. I would say if I had to choose one, it would be Stanley Berryhill, um, just because he's a guy that, it, first of all, if you and I expect Gary Brightwell will probably have a pretty productive day for Arizona, uh, but I think the Huskies, if they're able to keep him in check, have a pretty solid chance. Uh, but if uh, Berryhill is having a solid game for Arizona, that means that likely on third and medium, he, he's able to find soft spot and zones uh, and, and catch passes to keep the chains moving. Um, so, so that's a guy that he, he might not necessarily be the most explosive player on the field. Um, like you might look at a guy kind of like Tavion Cunningham to have, uh, I guess, kind of bigger plays. But uh, Stanley Berryhill certainly is a guy that if, if he is playing well, Arizona will be moving the ball downfield with ease. Yep. Last thoughts. Anything else you want to add about the offense uh, before we move on to the defense? Not, not necessarily. I mean, I think it will be interesting to see how the Huskies also are able to adjust to a, a, a quarterback who's able to run the ball pretty darn well. Uh, Tristan Jebbia, that was not much uh, of a factor last weekend. So I think that'll be a new challenge uh, for the Huskies just to have on the top of their mind. Uh, but now, Jack, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about this Arizona defense? This Arizona defense, uh, to say the least, they have really, really struggled uh, – since the Scooby Wright era, uh, I mentioned that kind of right. that. Uh, since then, they have been the worst defense statistically in the conference. They out they have averaged they've given given up an average of thirty four points per game, which is pretty bad. Yeah, that's uh, also how much they gave up last weekend against Arizona or it, against USC. It is gave up their average. Um, so they've had to make some transition, and what Sumlin ha- did this year is he br- brought in a new defensive coordinator by the name of Paul Rhodes. 
Um, and Rhodes, uh, he's a pretty, he's been a bigger name around uh, the college football landscape. Back in 2010, he was the head coach uh, of the Iowa State Cyclones, where he notably um, took down uh, Brandon Whedon in the Oklahoma State Cowboys. And, you know, he's a big defensive mind head coach. So he brought, they, they brought him in, uh, and he was the DB coach uh, at UCLA, where you know he produced some pretty good uh, defensive backs, including Darnay Holmes. Um, so yeah, they brought him in, uh, which is the biggest upgrade, I think I would say, or one of the only positive things I have to say about this defense because they lost a lot um, uh, last year. They or coming into this year, they lost four out of their five uh, leading tacklers, uh, which is never a good sign for a. Uh, young defense. Um, and most notably they lost their best player, Colin Schooler, um, to Texas tech. And they're also, they're supposed to have him, uh, and Brendan Schooler this year. Uh, Brendan was, was looking to play safety or wide receiver, uh, at Arizona, but he would have been a, he would have been a major upgrade at both those positions, uh, lost both of them due to, uh, transferring, uh, from COVID and, and the uncertainty in the pac 12. Uh, but this year, the guy that seems to be their their, their guy this year, they're only returning uh, top five pet tacklers, linebacker Anthony Pardy, uh, or Pandy, my bad. Uh, he uh, totaled 66 tackles, uh, so he he's definitely a difference maker. And against a tough Husky run defense, he's going to have to make some plays. He'll really have to step up uh, and shut down the likes of Kamari Pleasant, McGrew, um, and Richard Newton. Uh, elsewhere, um, their defensive backs uh, – a lot of new defensive backs there. They're replacing a lot of starters, like I said. Uh, I believe nine. Um, and they're bringing in Reddy Short, who had a good week last week against USC. Um, he had nine tackles. Uh, yeah, they got a couple other guys, too. Uh, but we'll go up front uh, right now. They got a couple big boys up front, uh, like you said, uh, similar to the offensive line. They got Keon Bars. Uh, he's a defensive tackle, 6'2", 204. A lot of meat there. And they got uh, Aaron Blackwell, uh, number fifty-two. He's 6'4", 293. Little bigger, uh, which little bigger uh, with his arms, uh, as opposed to more out white wide, which could pose some problems. A shorter Dylan Morris, so you know him getting an arm up or two uh, could really play uh, a focal point in some of the passing. Uh, and then also they, the another good point uh, for the Arizona defense is they return their two leading. Uh, pass rushers, which is huge for them. Uh, and they combined for 11, 11 uh, tackles for a loss and I believe seven sacks. And that's J.B. Brown and Jalen Harris. Jalen Harris is a big guy, 6'5", real long, athletic, uh, kind of looks like Joe Tryon when you look like when you look at him straight up. Just real lean, quick, uh, real good with his hands. Uh, but you know, if they want to win, they're going to really have to put some pressure on Morris because last year they didn't get a sack, uh, and hardly any tackles for a loss against the Trojans. And, you know, you, that's just not the way to win a game. Uh, you, you just, it's just hard, you know, just hard to win a game when you, when you can't get pressure. Uh, it's just not it, but their defensive, uh, backfield also a little bit of a struggle, gave up a lot of yards, um, against the Trojans through the air, 325 uh, to be exact. And they have, they don't have a ton of playmakers back there. So if the Huskies are going to want to, you know, really take advantage of this, it's, it's going to be between the linebacker core and, uh, in, and in the DB room because they have, they're really young. 
not a lot of experience. First road game, and if it's raining, uh, it could it could be it could be a struggle for them. It really could. Um, but like I said, Ready Short is their guy um, that they have back there. He's he led the team last year with four interceptions. Uh, or not? That's Lorenzo Burns. My bad. Lorenzo Burns is their guy back there. He's their big playmaker. Led the team with four interceptions last year. So he's their guy that they'll be bringing uh, if they want to, if if they uh, you know want to do well interception wise and get some turnovers, create some turnovers. Uh, some other guys they have back there is Edric Whitley uh, and Jackson Turner. Jackson Turner's a sophomore, and I think he's one of their up and coming guys. He's six one, two hundred pounds, real long, lengthy, uh, not as long as some other guys we saw last week, uh, like Nishan Wright, but still long, very quick. Um, but their defensive backfield is really young and they definitely struggled last year against, or last week against, uh, USC where they gave up, you know, over six yards of play. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, thanks Jack. Solid summary there. So one thing you alluded to is, uh, Arizona zero sacks last week against USC. Uh, they were last in the conference last year in getting after the quarterback. They only had 17 sacks. Uh, which was worse in the conference by five. Uh, and they were also kind of middle of the road, uh, just slightly below average in terms of passer rating for quarterbacks playing against them. Uh, so my question is, you see Dylan Morris in, in his debut for the Huskies go 14 of 24, 141 yards, didn't make any mistakes. Um, he ha- he could have had a couple touchdown passes, uh, but otherwise not a ton of huge plays either. Could you see the Huskies, I guess, trying to take advantage of, uh, first of all, not a very, uh, I guess, exceptional pass rush and and see if they can get the, uh, I don't know, their air attack going? Yeah, you know, Jimmy Lake alluded to this is not going to be the same offense uh, we'll see uh, this week. Uh, he said that in his presser, and I believe they're going to try and throw the ball around more, not necessarily just going downfield, but throwing it around uh, to their playmakers, Puka Nakua uh, and Terrell Bynum, uh, just because of how poor um, the Arizona secondary uh, is, as well as, you know, you're going to have time because Arizona hasn't met, you know, they haven't proven to get to the quarterback, you know, like you said, uh, worse than the worst. Well, my, I'm fumbling worst in the worst in the conference last year in sacks. So I really expect them to just toss it around, maybe some slant routes, get their guys in space uh, and try and break some tackles. Certainly. Yeah. And then also you mentioned uh, just a little bit about their linebacker core. So I'm looking at last weekend against USC, a team that I associate with the air raid. USC was able to have two ball carriers um, gain 82 and 80 yards apiece in Marquis Step and Stephen Carr. Um, yes, uh, those tailbacks averaged 6.8 and 6.7 yards per carry, respectively. Um, yeah, so, so I, I guess so. Right now, you're, you're looking at a defense; they don't necessarily get after the passer, uh, but it, it, could they also? I guess could Washington get after this group, uh, like you mentioned earlier, with the likes of Kamari Pleasant, Sean McGrew. Uh, is this a group that the Huskies can kind of continue to do their eye formation? Uh, we're bigger and stronger than you. Let's run the ball for, uh, let's just run the damn ball. Yeah. Um, I, 
I think they could, but here's the thing. I think USC, like you said, air raid offense. So I think they're really trying to, you know, a lot of times after watching the USC Arizona game, they only brought three, four guys because I really thought they were trying to, you know, give their DBs as much room as possible to just let the let the Trojans throw it out in front of them and then go make a tackle uh, as opposed to just, you know, throwing some blitzes in there and stuff like that. But I think we'll see a different kind of Arizona defense this week. I think they'll use Rourke Free, Freeberg. Uh, he's a new Arizona linebacker. He only played on special teams last year, didn't do much, uh, didn't get much tick. But I think he's going to have to be essential, though you probably use him in some blitz packages because if Arizona wants to win this game, they're going to have to frustrate Dylan Morris to make some throws just because he doesn't have the arm uh, that Keaton Slovis has and he doesn't have the weapons outside of him like he does. So they're going to have to get after him and they're going to have to plug the run holes. Awesome. Yeah, and then you, I guess, mentioned, um, I don't know. So you talk, I guess, a little bit about the youth in the second and kind of, I guess the second level of Arizona's defense uh, factoring in both the linebackers and the secondary. Um, what's I, Are there a couple of matchups that intrigue you for the Huskies that they can take advantage of or, or just marquee matchups to keep an eye on? Yeah, I think I think the Rourke-Freeberg matchup is very, um, very intriguing for our running backs just because, you know, he's younger um, and he hasn't had much experience. So I really hope... Um, if, if Sean McGrew, Richard Newton, Kamari Pleasant, if they're able to get into the second level of the Arizona defense, watch out because Freeberg did not look particularly quick. And I think that's kind of why uh, this USC group with the likes of Carr were able to get six yards per carry because they were able to, you know, get by Freeberg or slow, you know, Freeberg wasn't able to quite bring him down, having to bring in help from the safeties, D tackles were able to come back and get them. Uh, so I think that's the, I think the linebacker core is an area that they're going to have to really focus on and take advantage of. Cause I think that will open up deep balls uh, for the Utah passing attack. And I think if they're going to have, if, if Utah really wants to win the linebacker groups kind of uh, you're going to shine a light somewhere. That's the group they have to hit. Awesome. Yeah. And Jack, so I guess my last question that I'll have for you here is what's a key for the Huskies on offense to, to get it done against Arizona. I think they're going to have to throw the ball around uh, quite a bit just and take advantage of uh, a poor uh, Arizona defensive group. Um, you know, it's the first road game as a, as a whole. They a lot of new starters this year. And I think if you're able to do that, then I think it's going to open up the run game a lot more just because that's what we saw last week against USC. You know, they were throwing the ball around. They're going to have – then they'll have to drop some guys and they can only bring three or four guys. So if there's no pressure – uh, you know, that's going to open up a lot of big holes, um, which will create some big plays. And if the Huskies are going to win, they need some big plays. Awesome. Sweet. And then for myself, uh, for the Husky defense against Arizona's offense, I, I think what you really got to look out for or what the Huskies need is big play from the likes of Josiah Bronson and, and Sam Taimani. Uh, if Tuli Latuli Nasanoa is able to play, he's still listed on the depth chart, although he was unavailable last weekend. Nevertheless, it, I think it's going to be the guys up front, not necessarily stuffing the stat sheet, but in a spread offense where they're running the ball a lot out of four wide sets. You're going to need the likes of Sam Taimani and Josiah Bronson taking up the, maybe two blockers at a time, you know, because here's basically what you're going to be seeing. You're going to be seeing Washington with uh, their two guys in Taimani and Bronson with their hands in the ground, two edge rushers, and then two linebackers. Uh, so essentially what you'll need is you'll need those two defensive linemen and two edge rushers to take up five blockers. 
um, allowing then Eddie Ulafosio and Jackson Sermon to run free and make tackles. Um, so I, I'm looking for Josiah Bronson and Sam Taimani to eat up space, eat up blockers, uh, and then hopefully neutralize uh, the Gary Brightwell attack from Arizona. Yeah, uh, I think that's a. I think those are great points. I think it'll be an interesting week for sure. You know, Washington really has to slow down an Arizona offense that looked pretty darn good um, last week against the Trojans. But I mean, we'll see Saturday night. Absolutely. So Jack, uh, we've done the confidence interval both times. What's your confidence interval going into this one? And as a reminder, one is an Arizona beatdown. Ten, Washington beats down Arizona. Five, it's a toss-up. Yeah, I think it's going to be a. I think it'll be a very interesting game, you know, just because second game of the season, the COVID season um, in Arizona, like I said, they're replacing a lot of guys on defense. So it'll be interesting to see um, how they do just because they didn't do well last week. Small sample size though, um, with only one game uh, replacing a lot of guys. And because of that, you know, younger group, uh, I think it's going to be, I think it could be a tougher game. So I'm going to say in conference interval as a seven for the Huskies, I like their odds going into this game. Um, I think they're the more talented team. They have a lot to work with, uh, and they have a lot to go off of. Yeah. For myself, I'm going to go six and a half. Huskies over 10-point favorites right now. Uh, And I do feel confident, like you said, in Washington's talent here. Um, But I think it'll be interesting. It's going to be wet again. Uh, I think that's going to lead to a lot of Gary Brightwell. The Huskies are going to have to figure out a way to stop him early. Um, Awesome. Uh, But, Jack, thanks for hopping on here. Um, That's it for us. Please check out our game preview on dogman.com. Otherwise, uh, just stay posted uh, and keep refreshing your browser on dogman.com for the most up-to-date Husky football and basketball news. Um, Not only this week, but heading through the rest of both the football and basketball season. Go dogs!